Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to It's Time for More Injury Funding a podcast for all who want to learn about legal funding and its significance in the personal injury law, workers' compensation, trigger injuries, sports and activity-related injuries, and anything in between. But today, specifically, we'll talk with our special guest, Josh Steen, owner of Steen Law Firm. And I'm Laura, founder and CEO of More Injury Funding and your host today. And uh, the more injury finding, we are legal counselors, legal funding counselors with passion for law, medicine, legal funding, and heart for all suffering individuals. At more injury finding, we offer legal funding services to our clients who find themselves in a difficult financial situation after they've been injured. Those services include cash advances, medical treatment funding, post-settlement financing, case funding, and attorney funding. Uh, More Injury Funding is a sponsor and member, um, associate or business partner of the Academy of Truck and Accident Attorneys, Sandy Springs Bar Association, Georgia Association of Paralegals, and Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, and in, again, in today's episode, we have our very special guest, uh, Joshua Steen, the guru of podcast. For the last, how many years, Josh? <laughs> well, I appreciate, uh, number one, appreciate having me and considered a guru. I don't know if that's true, but I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I've been a couple of years now, I think probably uh, two years or so. It's amazing. And I think that's when I met you, Josh. You know, one day I just walked in the office and saw all this amazing equipment. And I said, you know what? He is good at what he does. And, you know, with, with all these three years of experience, he's just had an enormous amount of amazing, amazing guests and, and just truly helpful, essential, you know, real life situations and stories. So truly appreciate it. And what's, what's your podcast? Well, about? I appreciate that. First off, good, good for you for doing your own podcast here. It's great. Um, I'm, always, I'm always proud of people that take an idea like that and uh, go forward with it. You're going to do great. You got all sorts of great equipment here, better equipment than I have, quite frankly. So thank you. So, so good to be on my podcast called Sports and Torts. It was a way for me to um, kind of combine my two biggest interests, my hobbies being sports, you know, baseball, basketball, football, golf, playing it, watching it, rooting for teams. And then, of course, the lawyer, um, you mentioned personal injury work. That's what, what my firm does. Uh, torts is a fancy word of, of kind of talking about the types of cases that we handle. So excellent. Um, my dad, very smart. He came up with the, 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 the rhyme, sports and torts. So. That's where we're at. I love it. Love it. Need to talk to your dad, actually. <laughs> um, so attorney Steen lives by a firm belief that his firm serves just like neighbors in the pursuit of justice with care and compassion throughout the community. Tell me a little bit, Josh, uh, what you mean by that? Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, there's many different ways of setting up your law firm. And as you know, living in Atlanta, you can't go five feet without seeing a billboard or seeing a, uh, hearing a commercial. So there's tons of lawyers out there. Uh, we want to differentiate ourselves by saying, hey, look, we're people that, that want to help our friends, help our neighbors, help our community. Um, we, we, we have a big presence in the community. I live in Cobb County, which you do, too. Um, and so we're involved in you know, football games as sponsors to the high schools, golf tournaments. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we're getting out of the community. And when those people get hurt. They need help. We want them to think of us. And so um, and it truly works. And I appreciate you actually. Remember when I texted you last year, I believe my son was playing football at Walton High School. And I saw your son and I told him, my son's like, I know this guy. <laughs> I love it. So well, good. That means it's working. I mean, um, the, Mark Aston, who is the PA announcer of the Walton football games, a friend of mine. And he always does such a great job making sure he plugs my law firm. <laughs> <laughs> to the game. He's still, he's still there. You know, he's just amazing. That voice, that energy. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. 
So uh, let's talk about things that you want to talk, Josh. Um, so I think we're going to cover today just to give you a little overview. We'll talk about uh, does the you know where does the money come from to pay for medical treatment that's needed by clients. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about um, how important it is for clients to really follow doctors and attorneys' direction and, and being consistent in medical treatment. And also we'll talk a little bit on how to evaluate personal injury case to make sure it's it's successful at the end of the, of the day to the client. And also we'll touch on how does handling premises liability, dog attacks and daycare negligence cases are different from handling um, truck and, and uh, car accidents. So, um, and then at the end, I'll give you a really fun pop-up question. All right, sounds, okay. good. sounds good. So uh, let's just let's just start with, uh, you know, tell us a little bit where, you know, where the money comes from for the medical treatments for clients. Yeah, so I'm sure that's that's something that you've probably talked a lot about in this podcast and what your, your business does a good job of doing. So that's the first question that we get from our clients, right? Like they've been in a wreck, uh, the premises case, whatever. And wasn't their fault. They didn't ask for it to happen. They were going about their business. Someone runs red light and hits them. And now medical bills are mounting and they don't know what to do. And that's really where we step in. And so when I get the question of, well, Josh, who's going to pay for all of this? Um, the answer is, well, uh, ultimately, when the case gets resolved, the other insurance company, whoever it is that um, you know covers the person that, that, that caused the wreck, whatever, they want to, they want to pay for it. But how do we get there? Uh, a couple of different options. Number one, if they have health insurance, that's always a good option to use to pay for medical bills. If they don't have health insurance, there are different ways to get funding from folks like you for more injury funding um, that can basically, you know, front the money or pay the money to doctors to get the care they need. You can speak more to this and how your company works. But what that does is it, it relieves the stresses, you know, from the client to worry about these mounting bills, have somebody else pay for it. And then when the case gets resolved, those bills then get paid back from the settlement. So the whole idea is, um, you know, we want our clients to make sure that they can still live their life and go about their business and not worry about mounting networks. Exactly. And so from legal funding perspective, we kind of tell really the same thing, you know, and, you know, it's sad because a lot of a lot of times or most of the times really clients don't know who to who to, who to turn to, you know, how who can help them. So if you ever have that situation, um, you know, just call us, call us at More Injury Funding, and we would love to help you out. The process is very simple. Um, you know, we will help you find a, a proper doctor, you know, whether it's orthopedic surgeon, a physical therapist, neurologist, uh, you know, or psychologist, maybe, you know, really, really anybody you can think of. Maybe you need a little chiropractor adjustment. Just just give us a call and we'll, we'll go from there. And that's important to, to bring up, too, because a lot of our clients don't know where to turn doctor-wise. They don't have an orthopedic doctor. They don't have a psychologist. They don't have a neurologist. And they need these things. So it's very helpful to have resources such as you and your firm that can say, like, here's a list of folks. Here's a list of good doctors in your area that can treat the kind of people that have the symptoms that you have. And we also actually have a good news system where you can, you know, on the attorney's side or on the doctor's side, you can go log in, you know, give you the login and you can find your appropriate doctors, depending on the profession and whatever you're looking for based on the zip code. So really the goal is for your clients not to drive too far or walk too far because a lot of times they don't even have a car or, you know, they they, they can't afford to even get a bus ticket. So, you know, it's it's important to um, to have those doctors really close by so we can definitely help you with that. 
Um, excellent. Thank you. Um, and so tell me a little bit why it's important for your clients to undergo that consistent medical treatment and follow doctor's orders to be in order to be successful in a personal injury case. In order to have a successful case, you have to do that. The whole the whole thing that you're doing is you're saying, look, I'm hurt because of X, Y, and Z. This is the treatment that I had to have. There's medical bills that were incurred, and we want the other side to pay for all of that. And so if you don't listen to what your doctor tells you to do, they're going to say, well, you didn't listen to what your doctor told you to do. And so that that hurts your case because they say, well, if you really were injured, you'd have done the stuff that the doctor told you to do. Um, if you're not consistent with your treatments, if you're missing appointments or, or, or you know, stopping your treatment early, same thing, right? The other insurance company is going to say, well, this person must not have really been that hurt. They must not have really needed that bad because they didn't have, even have the ability to go um, so in order to put a good case together, it's got to show that you went through all the treatments that were needed. You got the diagnostic tests, MRIs, CT scans, whatever. You did the therapy that was recommended of you. And then if you go through those, what we call conservative steps, which would be therapy, pain medication, rest, those kinds of things. And you don't get better at that point. You know, a surgical option is something that would need to be considered um, in order to get you back to where you needed to be. And if you don't do the stuff in the beginning, you can't just jump right to the surgery. So we always tell our clients on day one that most importantly, it is for them to get better, right? And that's the goal of all this. And the only way to do that is to listen to your doctors. And then by listening to your doctors, it can only help your case. Very much so true. Yes. Uh, so always said, you know, remind my attorneys, please remind your clients on a constant basis that there is help, there will be help, you know. So you have your, you know, from the client's perspective, you have your attorney, you have your doctors, you know, and I'll help you find the doctors. We'll help you with transportation if needed. So don't worry if you don't have a car because your car was totally in the crash. You know, or you just, um, you know, maybe your husband took the car for a day and you shared one car. So just let me know. I will be more than happy to help you with that as well. So no worries. We want you to be in peace and just listen to your doctor and to your attorney. OK. Yeah. What I, what I tell my clients is that, you know, if it's a, if it's inconvenient to get off of work, to get an appointment, which we all get. Um, it's still important to do that because you only get one shot at resolving these cases. And if you don't do the therapy, don't do what's recommended to you, you're not going to get better. And then if six months down the road, 12 months down the road, you're still hurting at that point, it, it really is too late. Um, and so while we know it's an inconvenience in the, in the, on the front end, uh, you need to do it for your health, for, you know, from for, for your health perspective and standpoint. But then also, uh, like I said, you only get one shot. And the last thing we want to do is have too much time go by and then it's too late. Okay. And actually talking about injuries, what types of cases do you handle? Like the JC uh, law firm? Yeah. So we'll handle any anything where someone did something wrong got, and, and somebody ended up hurt, right? Um, truck wrecks, car wrecks, are a lot of what we do. Um, premises liability, someone gets hurt on someone's on someone's property. If it's like a Publix or a Walmart, they slip and fall or they trip over something or something falls off the shelf. One of those cases, um, dog attack or dog bite cases, uh, where if you know, you're at the park or you're in your neighborhood and a dog was, was not properly constrained by its owner and it bites you in those cases. Uh, daycare negligence, child get hurt at daycare for any number of reasons. Um, we've handled really any type of case you can think of where somebody gets badly enough hurt because someone did something wrong. Nice, nice. And, um, you know, I don't know if you ever done statistics or calculations. Can you tell just, you know, from the top of your head? Which what type of cases do you do most of the time, or, or I would say day to day? That what's what's your bread and butter, you know? So the the the, the cases we handle the most of are probably car and truck wreck, and that's a function of living in Atlanta, where there are cars and trucks everywhere. And so so the the volume of those cases, I think, for any firm like mine, is going to be it's going to be the highest. 
Um, so yeah, I'd say that's probably the most that we do. Um, I think the premises liability and dog attack are something that we kind of specialize in to the extent that people will look to us to work on those cases with them. Other, other, yeah, uh, other lawyers that get a, a dog attack case or premises case or daycare, they might not handle those cases. So they'll call us and say, hey, look, I got this case where someone slipped and fell on whatever, they broke their leg or their arm. And so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hop in that. Very interesting. Um, talking about daycare, I, yesterday I was listening to this webinar, a very interesting attorney from um, Alabama. There was a case of um, children, you know, when they're put at, at teenage years into special facilities because of their behavior and the way that's, and, you know, you know, just sad story, but that's for another time. Super, super sad, heartbreaking. Yeah, that daycare cases can be heartbreaking too, because think about it, the, 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 the babies the infants that get injured can't speak for themselves, right? They're usually between six months old and three years old, and they're not able to communicate to their parents what happened. And so you're always taking the facility's word as to why this child you know, got hurt. And, and, and parents, spider sense goes off. They say, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't, doesn't seem right. And so they get us involved to kind of look into it. Um, and I'm a big daycare fan. My, you know, both my children went through it and 95 plus percent are great places, but um, some aren't um, and, and kids get hurt. So uh, those are good because you can really dig into finding out what happened. Um, the state has investigatory you know, bodies that come in and do investigations. We get um, surveillance videos inside of the facility to help us kind of find out what happened. Uh, and so th those those are really good cases. You feel good yet to kind of give answers to parents as to why the child got of course, yeah. And it probably applies more to, I would say, um, children who can talk, but, you know, you know, just this is to listeners and viewers. If a child is complaining, looking for help, please listen to them. Please do not ignore because whatever they're saying, it's, it's happening. And of course, follow your gut feeling. Um, thank you. Um, tell me, Josh, how uh, to evaluate the personal injury case to make sure it can be successful for your clients. That's probably what I have to be the best at, right? Um, we, we work on a contingency fee basis, meaning that there's never uh, an out-of-pocket charge to our clients, which they like. Um, you know, we're not sending them bills. There's a, the way that we get paid as personal injury lawyers is a percentage of whatever the case ultimately resolves for uh, via settlement or, or trial. And so it's very important on the front end that we are evaluating cases to see which ones are gonna be successful. Um, we are, you know, we, we love having our clients, uh, but we are a for-profit institution and the only way to stay in business and do what we want to do um, is by making sure that we vet cases and we tell our clients, honestly, you have a good case or you don't. I mean, we turn down plenty of cases every week because we just tell clients, look, we want to help you. We'd love to help you, but here's the reasons why. It's just not something that can happen. So there's really four steps we go through to see if it's, if it's a good case that we can help a client with. Um, the first is, did somebody do something wrong? Was, is there fault to be levied against somebody? Car wreck case, that's pretty easy. Did someone run a red light? Were they speeding, changing lanes improperly? That's that's pretty easy to tell. Number two, um, was our client injured? You know, there's injuries and there's injuries, right? There, there's some people that, you know, break legs or God forbid, die or whatever. And those are really bad injuries. And it's pretty obvious that those people are hurt. There's others that are still hurt, but it's you know, what, what is called the industry soft tissue, you know, a neck or a back, and it needs some kind of practical care you, you mentioned, um, or therapy. So what are, what are the injuries that, that person sustained? And are they severe enough to where it makes sense to go forward with 
you know, months and months and sometimes years and years of litigation. Um, and then number three would be the proximate cause. Did that, you know, the, the thing that we said somebody did wrong, is that what caused the injury? Okay, it's got to be linked up. It can't just be this bad thing happened, you're hurt because of some other reason, and any other case, that's not how it works. It'd be proximate cause. And the fourth, and perhaps the most important, unfortunately, is, is there some place to recover compensation? Is there proper insurance out there? Because that's where 99.9% .9 of the funds in these cases come from an insurance company. And so is there a policy of insurance that covers that person that committed the bad act um, to compensate? Good. Yeah, that's a good point. So so a lot of times my clients ask this insur insurance, is that their your client's insurance or is that defendant's insurance? So good question. And it can be both. In a car wreck case, um, we first look to the insurance that the at-fault driver has. Um, in Georgia, the minimum amount of insurance someone must carry to be legally able to drive on our roads is $25,000. Okay. Now, with medical costs these days, that does not go very far. If you have a bad injury and you get taken to Wellstar or Northside, you're looking at pretty close to $25,000. Okay. And so if you have a situation where that is all the insurance the other person carries, you can then look to your own insurance. It's called underinsured or uninsured motorist coverage that you would carry on your own policy with State Farm or Allstate or whoever. Uh, and that is, that's just that. It, it, it's coverage that will provide you some, some additional insurance proceeds if the person that hits you is underinsured. Okay. So I always preach, and if you'll let me, I'll take this form too. Um, go back right now and check your auto insurance policy and just make sure that you have uninsured motorist coverage. I mean, it's 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 something that I deal with every week. I mean, just just last week, I had a heartbreaking case where um, a drunk driver crossed the median and, and killed a mother and a daughter uh, in their vehicle. The drunk driver had state minimum limits, not much insurance, and the family who he hit, they had no uninsured motorist coverage. So, so from my perspective, I have to explain to this family that while, of course, this person did a horrible thing and and the injuries were the worst. You can imagine there's no place for compensation because his insurance is so low. And unfortunately, your family didn't have uninsured motorist coverage. So I always tell people it sucks to pay for any insurance, but I don't I don't make any money off you getting it on your policy. But it's just so helpful to have. God forbid. You need it. So so that's a very good point. Um, so where would the, your client look in on the on the policy also yeah yeah so let's just say it's state farm um the, the first line of the policy will say liability coverage that's the insurance that you purchase if you were to cause a wreck in someone else that's also about the minimum of twenty five thousand dollars a person just below that it'll say underinsured motorist coverage either added on or reduced by the two kinds and it'll be right there and uh, either you have it or you don't if you don't then it won't be listed and if you do, it will show how much it is. Um, I tell people, get as much as you can afford. Um, it's in the grand scheme of things. It's not an expensive item on your policy, um, but something that be something that you can control, right? Like you can't control if someone runs red light and hits you. You can't control what kind of insurance that person has. You can control what kind of uninsured motorist coverage you have to protect you if that terrible scenario happens. Yeah, so as soon as we're done with this episode, call your insurance company. Log in online or on your phone and check that part, please. Please, please. <laughs> and uh, one more question here. So how does handling premises liability, dog attacks, daycare negligence cases differ from handling, let's say, truck wrecks and, and auto accidents? Good question. So the, the car truck wrecks, they kind of are what they are in terms of 
fault that first problem that I was telling you something, something. In a car and truck wreck, we all know, call the police, police come out, they do an investigation, they talk to witnesses, they ask the drivers what happened, um, and then they come to a conclusion right then and there about who they think is at fault. And they give that person a citation, and then a rec report is generated within three to five business days, and it's got all the information that really is needed to pursue the case. You know who the at-fault party is, you know what car they're driving, you know what their insurance carrier is, and you know if they get received a citation. And typically, our experience is that anytime a driver receives a citation to wreck, their insurance company kind of admits that they're responsible for every damage is caused. So those cases can be pretty straightforward. Once we get them, we can tell our clients, hey, look, this is exactly what you can expect to happen. Um, in premises cases, it's not like that. Um, you know, let's use the Walmart as an example. You, you slip and fall to Walmart because they left something in the um, walkway. Maybe an incident report's done, maybe it's not, but you can better believe that Walmart is not going to put on their incident report. We left this banana peel, and I'll just use something that everybody can kind of laugh at. We left this banana peel on the aisle. We knew it was there. Um, we walked by it four times, didn't pick it up, and this person fell. They're not going to put that up. Right. Um, so you have to, as a lawyer, it's your job to do the investigation to find that out. Um, file the lawsuit, take depositions, get discovery, get the video, um, really determine why is it that this happened? Why is it that this person fell? Um, and so that's that's, you know, a, a more um, a more in-depth process mm -hmm. than with the car cases. And same with with dog attack. Same with daycare. It's just you really got to dig into those. They take longer. Um, they're not quite as surefire in terms of the success as the car wreck is. Thank you. Yes. So uh, I know we have so little time. We'll have to cover some some of these topics, you know, subtopics next time. There's just so much to talk about. But, uh, you know, God forbid, if anybody gets injured today, tomorrow, or five years from now, how do we reach you, Josh? Oh, thanks. So uh, my website is uh, www.jsteinlawfirm.com. That's J-S-T-E-I-N lawfirm.com. And check everything out. Uh, my email address is josh at jsteinlawfirm.com. Phone number to the office, 404-418-6379. And we're always available. Uh, always can shoot us an email or give us a call and we definitely can help you out. Okay, thank you so much. And I really appreciate, uh, you know, everything we talked about today so briefly. At, uh, it's time for more Injury Finding Podcast. Uh, but before we conclude today's episode, I have one last question. As promised. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Um, who would you like to play you in a movie? Like uh -huh. Okay. So, friends would answer this very quickly. They would say it would be Michael Imperioli. Okay. Okay. He was Christopher Montesante in Sopranos, Spider in Goodfellas. I don't think I look, I mean, I can see why they think that, but my friends just do that. As, see that. As yeah. Well. They, they, they always, they, they call me spider for a long time. That was the name of good fellow. So I would not be doing a good service if I didn't answer it that way, because that's what people have always said uh, is who I, who I look like. So, so there you go. So from my perspective, you are looking from profile. Did anybody mention Rocky, the, the better, much better version of Rocky? I love it. Thank you so much again. So that was a, uh, Josh Steen with Jay Steen Law Firm. Um, I want to appreciate everybody listening and watching today. And uh, for more tips and tricks on legal funding and personal injury law related topics, follow me, like and subscribe at More Injury Funding. And it's time for More Injury Funding Podcast on Spotify, 
LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, Yelp, Google uh, business profile. I'm sure there'll be more um, <laughs> social hubs going forward. Uh, and my website as well at www.more2osinjuryfunding.com. I, I can't wait to see you all, my dear viewers and listeners, at my next upcoming episode. Tune in soon for our next uh, guest. Until then, be well. Thank you, Josh. Hey, thanks for having us. Great. Um, I love awesome. it. <laughs> Bye, everybody.